Hello and welcome to the YOLO Revolution podcast. Today, we're actually going to be talking about what do I mean? What the heck do I mean when I say reprogram your subconscious and harness the power of your mind so that if you dream it, you can create it? So that's what we're talking about today. What the heck does that mean? How can you get started? And why do you want to do these things? Why do you want to harness the power of your mind? That's what we're talking about today. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Candace James. If you're ready to transform your life, to live with purpose, to experience more joy, to follow your dreams, and finally do what you've been waiting for someday or one day to do, then you're in the right place. Consider this your warning that you only live once which is why I've spent the last 12 years using mindfulness-based tools to create and live my best life, traveling the world, becoming a published author, building a successful business, creating joy on demand, and helping others do the same. In this podcast, you'll learn that the only thing getting in the way of living your best life is your own mind. Join me to discover how to reprogram your subconscious and harness the power of your mind so that anything you dream in life can become your reality. Welcome to the YOLO revolution. Hello, and welcome back to the YOLO revolution podcast with your host, myself, Candace James. Like I said, today we are talking about what does it actually mean to harness the power of your mind? And this is a very exciting topic for me because this is my jam. (laughs) I can talk about this stuff for hours and hours on end. I will not talk about it for hours today specifically, but uh, I am going to give you guys a really good idea of what does it mean to harness the power of your mind. I keep talking about reprogram your subconscious and harness the power of your mind. So let's go back to reprogram your subconscious. Your subconscious mind, as many of you may know, and some of you may not, is the part of your mind that is working all the time. Whether you're actively thinking about something, actively doing something, or you're sleeping. Your subconscious mind is, I like to pretend it's like right here. That's where I like to feel it in my head. Your subconscious mind is in the background, constantly helping you through life. Your subconscious mind also has attached itself to a lot of ideas and beliefs about yourself in the world, how the world works, and how that works together. Now, the unfortunate problem, or sorry, the unfortunate part about that is that your subconscious mind may sometimes latch on to things that are not helpful, ideas, beliefs, not helpful and that are actually moving you away from where you want to be in life instead of to, towards where you want to be in life. And so that's why we reprogram that subconscious mind. We say, not today, not today, subconscious mind. We are going to take the reins and make sure that the thoughts that we think on a regular basis are thoughts that are actually helpful for us and for reaching the goals and desires that we have in this life. So that's part A. Part B is harnessing the power of the mind. For those of you that are listening to this on audio, I am dancing. (laughs) 
Very strangely, might I add. Anyways, the harnessing the power of the mind. What the heck does that mean? It means that the mind is a wildly powerful place. And if we're not careful, the mind will use us instead of us using the mind. The mind can take us on this runaway train of thoughts, ideas, and beliefs that may not always be helpful. Our mind is a powerful tool to brainstorm, to create new ideas, to, you know, I'm sitting here giving this podcast, this talk right now, because my brain is allowing me to do so. Our mind is creating powerful thoughts and ideas that I use to help myself get through life and I use in my coaching clients and programs to help them get through life. But, you know, when the thought pops up that says, you're not good enough, everyone's going to laugh at you, you're never going to make it, those are unhelpful ideas, thoughts, and beliefs. And so what we need to do is we need to make sure that our mind does not run away and just create all sorts of unhelpful ideas, thoughts, and beliefs, and that we can actually train it to be harnessed in the sense of we get to control how our mind goes, what it attaches to, and what it chooses to believe moving forward. So I'm not sure if that sounds a little bit confusing or not, but I'm going to give you an example. I like to use this metaphor. When I was younger, I went horseback riding twice. Now, the first time was in Cuba, and we were just going around this little farm or something like that, and they put me on this horse that was probably about 15 other people on all these little horses, just small horses, and they put me on. They said, oh, this is a really great horse. Mm -hmm, Yeah, okay. So I get on the horse, and the horse starts moving, and all the horses are supposed to go in a line. And what does my horse do? My horse moves out of the line, goes full speed ahead towards the front of the line. And all I can see, I'm bumping up and down. I've never ridden this horse before. I'm bumping up and down and I see a low hanging tree branch right in front of me. And I'm like, what do I do? So just before I get there, I lean back on the horse. We go right under it. I do not get smacked in the head. Thank good golly gosh. And then the horse runs all the way to the front of the line. And then once he's there and he's at the front, he stops and he just starts going back to his normal pace. Meanwhile, I'm freaking terrified. Now, apparently that horse was used to leading, but I got on late. And so he was put at the back and he was not happy about that. So he took off. He just ran and I had no way to stop him. Second time I go horseback riding with friends, I'm much older, and uh, we go to this place, again, big open field, this time in Canada, they put us on this horse, this one's much bigger, and they say, okay, there you go, and so we go off, and we're all going down this trail, and it's all nice and dandy, and then all of a sudden, my horse decides that he's going to run, he wants to run like the wind. Now, I have no idea how to ride a horse, so I will tell you right now, my spine on the back of that horse is just bouncing right into the horse. Oh, man, it feels all sorts of terrible, okay? And we're going, and I'm freaking, and I'm like, how the heck am I going to stop this horse? <laughs> what am I going to do? And so I, I'm, I'm just at a loss. I don't know. I'm probably screaming. I, I don't even know. I kind of blanked out, I think. And then all of a sudden, one of the people that works in the ranch, they come around and they speed up and right behind the horse, they do something, I don't know, but the horse slows down and finally comes to a stop. 
poor Sheik and me, they get me down, they get me off the horse, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, get me back home. I am over this. And so, basically, I don't know how to ride a horse, okay? I get on a horse, the horse knows this, the horse goes wild. (laughs) But when you look at someone who rides horses, that that's something that they love to do, they're used to doing this, They sit there and they hold the reins and you can't even tell when they gently pull a rein and it changes the way that the horse is, the direction the horse is going or the speed with which it's running. It's almost like the horse and the rider become one and it's beautiful to watch. You see them in competitions, you see them trotting out in the fields and they look like they're just this beautiful pair that has become one, one moving object. And it's so beautiful to see. And that horse is our mind. Just like when I got on that horse, not having a clue how to ride the horse, what did it do? It started trotting away. I mean, not trotting, running, okay? It just ran away. But if you know how, if you are skilled in harnessing that horse, in controlling that horse with the reins, you have a beautiful ride. You and the horse become one and you get to have a most wonderful experience. And the same goes for the mind. If you just allow your mind to run its own show, you are going to feel stress, overwhelm, indecision, guilt, shame, doubt, overthinking, worry, all these things all the time. Whereas if you learn how to harness that power of the mind, you can then seamlessly go through life having your mind work for you, with you, instead of against you. That's what it means to harness the power of the mind. Did you know that your body, your brain can't tell the difference between something that you are imagining and something that is real? If you sit in a memory, good or bad, and you close your eyes and you really try to visualize it as much as you possibly can, really get back into that moment, you're going to start to feel the feels in your body. If it was a scary moment or a terrible moment or one where you felt fear, anxiety, worry, something like that, you might notice your heart rate quicken. It's reliving the event and it's responding physiologically the same way. And when we are thinking of a positive thing, we can start to elicit oxytocin and other beautiful chemicals inside of our system that help to trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, decrease your stress, and make you feel more calm and relaxed. And so... What happens is that a lot of us sit each and every day in worry, whether about something that may or may not happen in the future, something that's already happened in the past, or a multitude of other ideas or beliefs that pop in your head. I'm not good enough. I'm not this. But it all really comes down to what happens, something that may or may not happen in the future, or something that's happened in the past. If you fear you're not good enough, good enough for what? To get a job. Okay, that's in the future. 
good enough to get a spouse. Okay, that's in the future. (laughs) In this moment, right here, right now, how can you remind your mind that you absolutely are enough? And so how do we harness the power of our mind? When, when we harness the power of our mind, it means that we can choose the thoughts that are helpful. Instead of thinking, I'm not good enough, how can we choose to think, I am good enough? And if you say, well, I could say that, but I don't believe it. Well, who doesn't believe it? It's your mind. <laughs> you are fighting within yourself to either believe what will bring you forward or believe what will hold you here or bring you backward. It's, it really is just as simple as that. Choosing the thoughts that are going to move you forward. And I say simple, but it's not easy. And so how do we do that? We first must become aware of our thoughts. What are the thoughts that we are thinking each and every day? What are they? And some of you might already know the main thoughts that you're thinking, right? We have approximately 60,000 thoughts every day. And I think it's 85 or 90% of those are repetitive. And then the opposite one, 85 or 90% of those are repetitive or repetitive and then negative. Sorry. (laughs) We have 60,000 thoughts a day. And I think 80% of those are, 85% of those are repetitive And 90% of those are negative, something like that. Please forgive me. Please don't quote me. Whoever does know that, please put that in the, put that in the comments. (laughs) Let me know. Reach out to me on a DM at CandiceJames.KJ. Remind me of the statistics. I have them in a presentation I did not too long ago, but I always mess up the percentages. Point is 60,000 thoughts. Let's go with 80% of those are repetitive and another 80% are negative. You're literally walking around telling yourself negative crap all day on repeat. Then we wonder why we're stressed, why we can't move forward, why we feel anxious. And so how can we learn to recognize when we're in those thought spirals? When we recognize that we're there, how can we bring ourselves out? Right? When we're in a thought spiral that's thinking about negative stuff, worrying, what have you, What we're doing is we're allowing our mind to run away with us. Why would you choose to continue to think about negative things on repeat? Why would you consciously choose that? Because you're used to it, probably. So even when you do notice, you might say, oh, well, I don't really know how to shut it off, which is fine. That's cool. We can learn. But if you had the choice to think about positive, joyful things, or even to think nothing at all, overthinking negative things that make you feel crappy, what would you consciously choose? And I'm going to go ahead and assume here that you chose that you would want to have positive, helpful thoughts moving forward. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that. If you want to have negative thoughts on repeat, then that's your jam. You're doing well. Keep it going. You don't need to be here. (laughs) But I can guarantee that you are not going to live the best version of your life life if you do continue to think those negative thoughts on repeat. There's just absolutely no way that that's going to be a reality for you. Your best life comes when you have a peaceful mind. When you can be when when you can be 
put in front of a difficult or negative situation and still come out feeling positive and ready to go. You will live your best life when you are able to see the thoughts come in, allow them to be there, watch them leave again, and choose what thoughts you're going to continue with moving forward. Because each and every thought we have, we have a choice. Do we want to accept it as truth and move forward with that? Or do we want to choose something else that works more in our favor? And now this is not to say that, you know, you're never going to think about negative things, or you're never going to problem solve or think about ways to get through life. You absolutely are. But there's a difference between constructive thinking, logic, problem solving, How am I going to get myself out of this situation? What can I do, right? Here's this negative thing that's happening in my life. And how can I get myself out of this situation and move myself forward in a most positive way? So that's one way to look at your negative situation. And then there's another way, which is just like, this situation sucks. Why me? This sucks. I don't like it. It shouldn't be this way. Oh my God, replay it in my mind, replay it in my mind, replay it in my mind. Oh, I'm so sad and I'm so depressed. And I, <laughs> I'm i kind of making a joke about it here because obviously we don't want to choose the second one, but that is what comes most naturally to our brain. Our brain is hardwired to look for the negative in an effort to try to keep us safe, to try to keep away from the negative. When we were many years ago living in times where maybe we would get attacked by a saber-toothed tiger or something like that, our brain was always searching for negative things. And by negative, I mean danger. But now we live in a, we live in a world of fear. Not as much danger. Fear is an emotion based on a belief or an idea that something in the future could potentially harm you. So it's an emotion based on a belief or an idea that something could potentially maybe hurt you. (laughs) And as we know, an idea or belief is only true if you make it true. And so basically fear is an emotion based on something that's not real but just a creation of your mind. And yet you sit and you stay stuck in life because of this imagined thing. Danger, on the other hand, is when like imminent danger is coming. You are on a train track and there is a train coming full speed ahead and you are standing on the tracks and your shoelace is caught. That is danger, okay? And as I explain inside my book, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Life, When you are in real danger, very imminent, real danger, you have very little time to think about fearful thoughts. I'll say that again. (laughs) When you are in true danger, you don't even have time to feel fear or think fearful thoughts. When you are actually in danger, Your mind and body are working seamlessly together to ensure that you are going to make it out alive as best they possibly can. 
And they're not sitting there thinking about fear. They're making plans. It's being logical. It's like, okay, we got to get this done, right? When I was in Thailand, I was riding my motorbike and I was at an intersection. And at the intersection, I stopped and then there was this truck and it was turning or no, it was going to go straight. So I started going and at the last minute it decided to turn. And so I ended up going, I was like about to go right into the side of this truck. And all I remember is seeing the side of the truck being like, oh, and then the next thing I know is that I was standing next to the truck My bike was under the truck and I was just standing there staring at the truck like what in the heck just happened? I have no idea how I did that. The front wheel of my bike was wedged underneath one of the truck wheels. But there I was just standing there staring at the truck and the guy gets out of the truck and he's like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like this was crazy. I'm so sorry. And really, really kind. And he gets my bike up for me and he's like, you know, I'm so like, he was so apologetic and he, um, We checked out my bike. My bike was fine. I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to go on my way. And I got on the bike and I started driving and I was about, I don't know, maybe 15 seconds maximum away from there. And all of a sudden my body just started shaking and I started crying and I started thinking I could have died. That was terrifying. Oh my gosh. Like what would have happened if this, could you imagine if I was now in the hospital, what would my parents think? Oh my God, they'd be so sad. Like all of a sudden, all these thoughts started flooding. Now I was scared, but during actual danger, I didn't have time to be scared. I had to deal with it. I had to save my life. And so we often confuse fear and danger. Most of what we're scared of in this life is actually not dangerous at all. It might, oh, you might make you sad or something, but we can overcome that. And right, sadness and suffering and and all these things that happen in our life are all created within the mind as well. And so when we can learn to really, truly harness the power of our mind, really get in touch with what we're thinking, how we're thinking, you know, what is actually going on up there and get out of those thoughts, we can bring ourselves into our bodies. How are we actually feeling? What is this trying to tell us? Is there a message? What would I like to choose instead? What would make me feel better? And we can start to choose different things. The majority of the thoughts that we think are not really all that important. We're just going about our day, doing stuff, and all of a sudden this thought pops in about how we should have done this, we could have said that, blah, 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 what if this happens, what if that happens, and we start to create fear and worry and anxiety and sadness and depression based on all these thoughts that just never seem to stop. And so when we can learn to allow the thoughts to come and go without attaching to them, we we become much happier, much more joyful. We experience life with more peace and calm, equanimity. We can sail through life in a different way. That is what harnessing the power of your mind is. (laughs) Learning to detach from your thoughts. Not, you know allowing each one of them to become true inside of your body, 
Like I said, your brain can't tell the difference between real and imagined. And so when you allow yourself to think these negative thoughts, you're allowing the physiological stress response to trigger in your body, which has a whole slew of other things that happens to you, including helps or makes you think less logically, gives you brain fog. It allows you to go further and further into that fear or sadness or anxiety the more that you imagine it. Because now you're all chopped up on adrenaline and stress cortisol, right? And so when we can learn to detach from these thoughts, to pull back, to not get that physiological response from things that happen just in our head, we can start to build and create the life that really truly lights us up from the inside out. (sighs) I just love this stuff. And I'm so excited to take you all on a journey with me as we dive into different ways that we can do that to harness the power of our mind, different ways we can reprogram our subconscious as we move forward, because at the end of the day, we all must remember that you only live once and life is just too gosh darn short to be living with these fears and anxieties and to be living a life that doesn't actually light you up inside. Just because you've told that that's just the way life is, maybe you've been told that nothing better is going to come along, that this is just what you should come to expect about life. And I'm here to tell you that if you're ever feeling like life is boring, is there more than this? Shouldn't I be happier than this? Heck freaking yes. You only live once and I'm here to help you reprogram your subconscious, harness the power of your mind so that you can lead that fulfilled, purposeful, passionate, joyful life that you know you not only want, but that you absolutely freaking deserve. So this is Candace, the YOLO revolution. Until next time, peace out. Did you know the number one thing holding people back from achieving their dreams and living their best life is their own mind? Or more specifically, the fears that your mind has created. I believe that in order to live your best life, you've got to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Find Your Courage. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the powerful human you were meant to be. So you can finally live a life of fulfillment, passion, and joy. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit CandiceJames.com forward slash courage, and we can get started right now.